There are certain things that I have always wondered about in the scriptures with respect to certain people in the Bible. There are certain things that the Holy Ghost allowed some of the people that had passed on before us to write in the scriptures. One of the things that has puzzled me is in the scriptures wherein the Bible speaking about a man named Enoch. He says he walked with God and was no more. The first time I read the scriptures and I read that story, my puzzle was that this man not have a family. That God would take a walk with the man, hand in hand together. Then in the cool of the evening, when he was about to go home, he simply turns to this man and says to him, I don't want to go home without you. I asked, what kind of relationship did you have with him? To the point that nothing else matters. To the point that the scripture speaking about Enoch said that he foretold the coming of the Messiah. It means invariably that the Lord unveiled his secret to this man. Then you flip over again. You ask yourself, what man, what manner of man is Abraham to the point that God, the king, the maker of the heavens and the earth, the altar of life, would turn around and call the man his friend. You see, it is easy to call a man my son or my daughter. But when you call a man your friend, it's almost as saying that he's equal to you. It means that you have taken him from the level of being a servant, of being under, and placed him equal to you. To the point that God said to that man, not that I will bless you, not that I will provide for you, but I am your provision. It means this, that his relationship with God got to the point where God took himself, emptied himself, and handed himself over to Abraham. Not that the blessings will come, but I, the blessing, am in your hands. Postulating yesterday, I shared the point that David, who was not given to all kinds of righteousness, had a relationship with God to the point that God walked into the affairs of men and spoke to a prophet and said, I found me a man that is not after my pocket or after my bank, like Martin Luther King Jr. said. 
my bank that would never go bankrupt. I found me a man that is not looking for notoriety. I found me a man that is not looking for power. I found me a man that is not busy bothering me with all manners of requests. I found me a man that is after my heart. Not my hand, not my power, but is after my heart. You can only be after a man's heart if you are in love with a man. You see, what men do not tell some people is that their body could be with a woman, but their heart will not be there. Whenever a man is captured by a woman, he longs not for the woman's body, because the body will change. He longs for the half of the matter. Then the scripture turns around and begins to talk about David. Powerful, strong, thank you. But had many weakness. One of which we know he took a man's wife, killed the man, had a child by the woman. God curses the man's family and exempts the man. Then turns around again and comes to the family he cursed in order to redeem him of the curse. What kind of man is David? To the point that God built a kingdom for him that would last forever. And gave him a throne that is identifiable to the throne of God. To the point that the scripture says of David that there is a key. I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. That there is a key. From God that is called the key of David. The scripture says. Speaking about Psalms. And you must know what Psalms mean. Psalms means songs. Songs. That are accompanied. By stringed instruments. When Pastor Obi Pastor Harry. And Pastor Doyle came to our church. Pastor shared a word on rebuilding the tabernacle. Being illiterate, I went to the Lord and I asked him, how come you flipped over? And you did not pick the temple of Solomon. But you flipped over and said, I will rebuild the tabernacle. Because the tabernacle is temporary. But the temple... Is permanent. I had to dig deep to find the reason. In a nutshell, the reason lies in First Samuel, wherein the Lord, speaking about David, amongst the things that David did, we remember that the lamp was in the tabernacle, 
it never grows dim. But we also remember that David, through the scriptures, constituted another thing that he made never to run dry, which is singing and worshiping the house of God. Moses left it. But David, who wasn't a taker, flipped over and found something that God loves that must have been ignored by other men. Just like David said he would build God a temple. And before he could finish speaking to the prophet, the prophet said, hold on, whatever is in your mind, do. But God says, no, don't build me the temple. Your son will build my temple. Because he wanted something permanent with God. He wanted, the Bible says he constituted over 4,000 singers. Three, 286 thereabout were professional singers. And all they did was just sing and worship the Lord and write songs. So David will be in his throne room. Why searching out? What will I do for what? There's a level you get to that all you're asking yourself is what will I do to mess God up as if it were possible? What will I do that nobody else has done? Because you see, when you do what nobody else has done, what nobody has ever gotten, you will get. So David kept looking and searching. And he constituted the temple. David, in all the Psalms, wrote 73 Psalms. The rest were written by Hezekiah, who, by the way, told God that the dead will not praise you. Only the living. But they were not his words, they were the words of David. David said, The dead will not praise you, God, and them that keep quiet in your house. It means that if you come to church and the pastor say dance, you don't dance. Shout, you don't shout. You say, he sees my mind. So I will not move my hands. You just stay like this. David said those that are silent will not praise you. David knew what other people didn't know. And when we talk about worship, there is no better authority to go to than David. There's no other reference point to go to than David. He understood that my problem is not greater than God. He understood that my problems or challenges is not bigger than God. In fact, he understood that I cannot compare anything, anyone, any other God, including my problems, to God. Because we live in a church where most of the time we're always praying and asking God something. Always telling him about our future and our past. As though we were born accidentally. As though God is blind to our circumstances. As though he has forgotten 
We tell him how our neighbors got a car. My friend got a job. Lord, do something. But David knew something that others didn't know. He understood the power of praise, of thanksgiving. No wonder he says that you must enter his gate with thanksgiving. In Psalm 104, and his courts with praise. To thank him is to thank him for what he had done. Sometimes to even thank him for the future. But to praise him is to identify who he is. The heavens is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. The world and all that dwell therein, founded upon the seas and established upon the floors. He's not speaking about himself. He's speaking about the attributes of the maker of the heavens and the earth. You see, I went to see, visit someone one day. Her Excellency and His Excellency the Governor of Kosovo State. And I, I left before they came back. And so, some people that had seen me in the house said to them that uh, one pastor came to see you. And they asked his name. And they said, you know that pastor that jumps, that dances? That's the guy that came. So when I saw them, they said to me, the, the, the woman described you as the dancing and the shouting pastor. And the jumping pastor. And I kept quiet. And I went home. And I said to the Lord, Lord, come on, how, how can that woman introduce me as the jumping pastor? And the Lord said to me, that's why I'm here. And the Lord said to me, that's what they said about David. And I said, really? They didn't call David a preacher, but David wrote the Psalms. They didn't call David a preacher or anointed. Like some of us who dramatize it. But David told us more visibly about the death and the resurrection of Christ. They called him the dancing, the shouting, the instrumentalist, the man who runs after God, longs for God. As the deer pants after the water broke, so my soul. Mm. Yet he was a warrior and one of the greatest. Ever seen a cold boy who thinks he can stand before men? This man, too, was a warrior. He was dancing. He was singing, playing instruments all the time. But he was a businessman, too. He was dancing to the point that his wife, who comes from a posh family, looked at him and said, how you disgrace yourself not acting like, like a king. Some people said, of me and my wife that we do not dance or conduct ourselves like pastors. I said, that's true. You see me as the pastor. I don't see myself as pastor in the church. I see myself as a son who came to worship his father. So your rules, they don't apply to me and my wife. 
They called him, yet he was a singer. Yet he played the instrument. They called him names, yet he was their king. The president. They called him all kinds of names attributable to people who sing. But he was a prophet. They called him all kinds of names. But he was a priest too. Every blessing in the Bible, God picked it and gave a man. Everyone, every one of them, whatever blessing there were in the scriptures, David grabbed it. To the point that when he heard about Obededom's and the blessing upon Obededom's family because of the ark, the scripture says that David said to himself, I will go get that ark for myself, not for another man. But for me, not for another family, but for me, Jesus is looking for a church. That will care less of men, but more of him. Can someone say that's me? Someone looked at our church and said it's a child's church, children's church. In fact, he said a baby church. And the member they told came to me and told me. And I said, that's true. Only babies grow. It means that, and I received the prophecy. I said, I received the prophecy. Every blessing that is good, I receive it. I receive it. I receive the prophecy. But adults don't grow. You want to see how great a man will be? Check the level of his surroundedness. What makes Frank different, and some few different, is that he's, there comes a place, a level, where the man gets lost in the music he makes. He's no longer an entertainer. That's why it's hard for him to dance. He becomes what he sings. In our church, I pick the songs. I stay in all the rehearsals. Because it is not my way, but his way. I said it yesterday, only a chef knows what he wants to prepare and who he wants. The Bible says, and the man said to Esau, his son, go keep meat for me. Prepare the way I like it. Not the way you think, the way I like it. Not the way some people do it. There's a place. You see, God said, I never complained I didn't have a house. But the man thought of a house for me. Because he thought of a house for me, I will build him a house. And call my throne after him. Prepare the way I want it. And bring it. Because when you prepare. And you come. And worship him. You need to understand. That the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. To inhabit is to dwell. To sit. To relax. To take his power and, and come. To take his might and come. 
When we worship and we sing, he, he comes into our life to the point that if you're sick, he has to make you well because he cannot abide in sickness. If you're poor, he's obligated to make you wealthy because he cannot live in poverty. The Bible says that he came that the rich may be wealthy. It becomes intertwined with every problem you have. That is why worshippers look like children. They look like babies. Yet remember this. When a man walks out and walks into a shop, there are two things, two people he needs to buy things for. His wife and his baby. The two of them, if they love him, sometimes if they don't even love him and he's a good man, sometimes they could make mistakes, all kinds of mistakes, but he's always forgiven because he knows that relationship is predicated on the people who forgive each other. He sees a new car. Oh, my wife, this car is good for my wife. He sees a new toy. I bought something for my boy. Picked it from Lagos, came to Abuja. And you can imagine what it means for a man to carry something like that. And I'm going back to Calabar with it. Why? Because I'm plugged in into his life. Plugged in. That's why worshippers never grow old. That is why worshippers are never big people in God's presence. David said to his wife, why would I not dance like a reckless man? Why would I not dance like a foolish man? Why will I be conscious of what I look like in the camera? Why would I be conscious of what my shirt would turn out to look like? Why would I say this dance will not cramp my style? Where were you when God picked me? From the desert. How can I become God's God? How can I forget the man who gave me the present? The president's daughter was a member of our church for three years before she came to law school. A friend wrote me when we, our church had an accident. I said, go meet the, the, the governor's wife who do something for you. I said, do something for who? Me? <laughs> Never recognized her in church. Never treated her differently. Why? Presidents come and go, but God remains. <laughs> Whatever you do, Laron the Ikapaha, for him, is not necessary, not necessarily for his benefit, but for yours. We take our offerings at the door and we tell them, thank God you came. 95% are students. A lot of them, we give them transportation after church. If you want to give an offering, give. You don't want to. When the Lord told me at first, I said, Lord, you know some people give offerings in church. 
because of who is looking at them. If he's a young man, it could be he's after the girl. I said, when you sit at the door, it means that they could or could not. Nobody will see them. But the Lord said to me, son, I sit amongst my people as king. Royal protocol demands that you give me your offering at the gate. It behooves me then, most, to bless you with the blessing when you're going. The greatest blessings in the scriptures were never prayed for. They were never asked for. In blessing, I will bless you, Abraham. He didn't ask for it. I will build you a house. An everlasting house. He didn't ask for it. Solomon! I've written your name on a check. But write whatever you want. Why? Because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. The problem in the church is we, we want it so much. One, when we sing, it's as if God is not doing anything. But when we pray, it's as if we have a hand in what happens. I prayed for him and he was healed. I prayed five hours and the Lord heard me. I said yesterday, oh, Benny Hinn announces what God has done. All they do is sing. Um, sing. I am the Lord that he laid me. Sing. They, Benny Hinn will say, sing it. Catherine Kuma will say, sing it. Oyakulame will say, sing it. Papa, Adeboye in the camp, why the, the, the songs, the worship is going on? You said, Daddy just told me. No hand in it. That's the place of the church now. Where you come with a certainty. That's the, that's the Jewish mentality. They come with a certainty. Not that God will do it. Because to will is futuristic. To will is to postpone the day of manifestation. They come with the knowledge knowing that he's done it. Not that he will. When my, my, my wife and I, we, we, we were married for eight years. No physical children of our own from my lungs. None. And people were saying all kinds of things. He has used his manhood for power. Use his manhood for all kinds of things. And one day I went to the Lord. And I said to the Lord, Lord, why don't you do it for your name's sake? And he asked me, is it your name? I said, yes, it's my name. Your name is my name. That's the problem. And then he said to me, but I will not do it for my name's sake. In fact, I will not do what I have already done. For two years, we called our son by his name. We see his accent. When, when we came to the hospital in Abuja here, the one by Asurok, what's, what's that name again? Diff. They told us all kinds of reasons why my wife would not have a child. And the man said, I, I see something like, like fibroid also in her womb. But there are some around her. And, and the tube they removed 
makes it impossible for her unless we do another surgery. You say, you know, when she enters her period, the second day you must come back so that we'll run a test. Not knowing that what he said he saw as fibroid was a baby. hoping to make you is powerless. The man you're hoping to favor you. If God decides now that your enemy will bless you. The pastor in Hillsong said, I am even certain that the man who gave us money to build our church is a Muslim. I saw him once, and I had not seen him since then. He just said, I heard you need money for church. I came, and he said, you heard? He said, yes, I came to give you an offering. So I tell our people, I said, don't worry, we'll start building in January. Praise is the last thing. When you praise him, he will do what you don't even dare to ask him for. Paul and Silas in captivity, like so many people are. Children of Israel, born to a covenant God who has covenant with them. When they prayed and prayed and prayed, nothing happened. But when they began to sing, The chains got broken. The doors were open. Everything that held them back without their even singing about it but just worshipping God. Why? Because praise is the last thing. He's the door opener. He's the shelter builder. He's the seed planter. You don't understand what I'm saying. He is one that plants it and he's the one. Four people, one of them took their vaccine, their diabetic. But the Lord said, I should tell you. The Father said, I should tell you that you're healed already in the name of Jesus. That was why he came from the tribe of Judah. And they call him the lion of the tribe of Judah. Not the tribe of Benjamin. Not Levi, not Simeon, not Reuben, but Judah. Why? Why? Because Bethel, the place of his presence, is named Bethlehem. And is called the city of David. Bethlehem, the city of David. Why? Because it's the praise center of the Jewish people. When they were leaving East Egypt... There were three million, I said yesterday. But when they were leaving Egypt, one million came from Judah. When they get and rest the tent, the tabernacle, anywhere they went to, the Bible says, the Jewish people, all the other tribes faced the wall. But God said, the Judah must stay at the door. They are the only one who stay at the door. Whatever goes in and comes out, it's only Judah that sees it. Whatever blessing that comes out is Judah that gets it first. You see, because praise is not about anything God will do for you. It's about what God, what you 
will do for God. Reuben, my God, has seen me and answered me. So now my husband will see me. The next one, he says, the Lord has heard me. Now my husband will hear me. The next one, he says, hey, now my husband will be joined to me because I want us to be family. But when he got to Judah, the Bible says, she stopped thinking about her problems. Whether her husband will love her or not. Whether he will come home or not. Because she understood one thing. When she was getting married, her father was telling her, you cannot get married on your own. You're so ugly that, that no man will come. I need to con the corn for you to be married. She stayed in the house, married to a man who was in love with another woman. Married to a man who would not listen to her. Having a sister in the house who cannot even comfort her. You don't understand what it means to be loved less in a house that you live in. But when she got to Judah, she says, now, it's not about him anymore. It's not about what I want from my husband. It's about what I want from God. It's not about what will happen to me in future. It's not about the desires that I have. It's not about God. The Bible says, now, she said, now. Can someone say, now? Now. Now. <laughs> Can someone say, now? There's someone, your contract has been delayed. Over five billion you, you, you are applied for. But they keep posting you. They keep because they want to give it to someone else they know. But it cannot happen on this word. Because someone say, now. No. What I'm saying is that the Lord said, I should tell you. That before February next year, things will change. And they will bring you forward. In the name of Jesus. Can someone say, now. She said, now I will praise the Lord. Now I will praise the Lord. Now, irrespective of where I am, irrespective of where I'm going, now, hmm, now, now, it's not about me. It's not about me anymore. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's, not a, it's about him. It's, it's about him. It's about God and not man. So, so he deserves my worship. He deserves my praise. He deserves my surrender. He deserves my rolling on the floor. Because he gave me this shirt that I'm wearing. Even if you didn't buy it. Even if it is alone. Even if it is someone else's. Why did you have it? Because God gave you favor. It might be small. But it's still mighty. Because you would know what a man will do with small things. When he, when he does things with the small things, you would know what he would do with big things. You can't give God a hundred million when you've not given him ten naira. A lot of times we come to church and we say, Lord, bless me. Bless me so that I can bless you. How can you bless God? How can you bless God that gave you? Now I will praise the Lord. Now. Now. I will praise the Lord. Now I will praise the Lord. David became the greatest king that Israel ever had. Came from the tribe of Judah. 
Now, I will praise the Lord. Enter his gates. The Bible says, every day he will go to church. Every day. He will run to church. And they will write songs. And worship God. And he will go home. I love it when pastor said, I, I, I came this morning not asking him for anything. Because you can't ask God, you can't ask, it. there are blessings you can't ask God for. The way he would even do it, you wouldn't have the courage, you wouldn't have the courage to ask him for it. I came this morning to confirm an altar. Do you know why I love the name throne room? In Revelation, the throne room is the only place you see the 24 elders. And the only thing they do is bale and come up. Bale and come up. Bale. Do you know when you and come up. Do you see the way Papa Debuya lies on the ground? People who praise and worship God. God said to David, it will run after you and overtake you. Papa Debuya said, the Lord said to him, didn't I tell you one day he had 24 cars? He said, Lord, what will I do with all this? He said, did I not tell you? That it will run. Please, can you come, Pastor? Can you, can, you, can you come? This is what David was doing. Can you stand behind me? This is what David was doing. He was raising up and running, worshipping and dancing like a madman. He was not thinking about the problems at home. Can you follow me? The way, anytime he moves, anywhere he runs to, the blessing runs after him. Because when you run after God by worship, it runs after you. And because of the goodness of God, it overtakes you. Haven't you seen a pregnant woman before? Don't you notice that the baby over, he extends. You, you've not noticed it? Have you noticed it? Can someone say amen? amen? It's inside the woman, then he overtakes the woman. Listen, sit down, sit down. He said, if you will not praise me, I'll raise up the stone. So I said, Lord, I didn't know I was a worshiper, so some people called me worshiper. Now I know. Now I know what, I, what I'll do to you. You want blessings that you cannot have courage to ask God for? Don't ask him for. Can you stand to your feet in the presence of the Lord?